the book of Esther, chapter 10. Then Mordecai said, God have done these things. For I remember a dream which I was concerning these matters, and nothing thereof had failed. A little fountain became a river, and there was light, and the sun, and much water. This river is Esther, whom the king married and made queen. And the two dragons are I and Amon. And the nations were those that were assembled to destroy the name of the Jews. And my nation is this Israel, which cried to God and were saved. For the Lord have saved his people and the Lord have delivered us from all those evils. And God have wrought signs and great wonders, which have not been done among the Gentiles. Therefore have he made two lots, one for the people of God and another for all the Gentiles. And these two lots came at the hour and time in the day of judgment before God among all nations. So God remembered his people and justified his inheritance. Therefore, those days shall be unto them in the month of Dar, the 14th and 15th day of the same month, with an assembled in joy and with gladness before God, according to the generations forever among his people. Chapter 11, verse 1. In the fourth year of the reign of Ptolemus and Cleopatra, Docetimus, who said he was a priest and a Levite, and Ptolemus, his son, brought this epistle of Purim, which they said was the same, and that Lysimachus, the son of Ptolemus, that was in Jerusalem, had interpreted it. In the second year of the reign of Xerxes the Great, in the first day of the month Nisan, Mordecai, the son of Jairus, the son of Simi, the son of Caius, of the tribe of Benjamin, had a dream, who was a Jew, and dwelt in the city of Susa, a great man, being a servitor in the king's court. He was also one of the captives which Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, carried from Jerusalem with Jechordanus, king of Judea. And this was his dream. Behold, a noise of a tumult with thunder and earthquakes and an uproar in the land. And behold, two great dragons came forth ready to fight, and their cry was great. And at their cry, all nations were prepared to battle that they might fight against righteous people. And lo, a day of darkness and obscurity, tribulation and anguish, affliction and great uproar upon the earth. And the whole righteous nation was troubled, fearing their own evils, and were ready to perish. Then they cried unto God, and upon their cry, as it were from a little fountain, was made a great flood, even much water. The light and sun rose up, and the lowly were exalted and devoured the glorious. Now when Mordecai had seen this dream and what God had determined to do was awake, he bared this dream in mind until night by all means was desirous to know it. Chapter 12, verse 1. 
And Mordecai took his rest in the court of Gabatha and Thara, the two eunuchs of the king and keepers of the palace. And he heard their devices and searched out their purposes and learned that they were about to lay hands upon Xerxes, the king. And so he certified the king of them. Then the king examined the two eunuchs, and after they had confessed it, they were strangled. And the king made a record of these things, and Mordecai also wrote thereof. So the king commanded Mordecai to serve in the court, and for this he rewarded him. Howbeit Amon, the son of Amethyst, the Agite, who was in great honor with the king, sought to molest Mordecai and his people because of the two eunuchs of the king. Chapter 13, verse 1. The copy of the letters was this. The great king Xerxes writeth these things to the princes and governors that are under him from India unto Ethiopia, in a hundred and seven and twenty provinces. After that I became lord over many nations and had dominion over the whole world, not lifted up with the presumption of my authority, but carrying myself always with equity and mildness. I purpose to settle my subjects continually in quiet life and make my kingdom peaceable and open for passage to the utmost coast to renew peace, which is desired of all men. Now, when I asked my counselors how this might be brought to pass, Amen, that excelled in wisdom among us and was approved for his constant goodwill and steadfast fidelity and had the honor of the second place in the kingdom, declaring to us that in all nations throughout the world there was scattered a certain malicious people that had laws contrary to all nations and continually despised the commandment of the king. So as the uniting of our kingdoms, honorably intended by us, cannot go forward. Seeing then we understand that this people alone is continually in opposition unto all men, differing in the strange manner of their laws, and evil affected to our state, working all the mischief they can, that our kingdom may not be firmly established. Therefore, have we commanded that all they that are signified in writing unto you by Amen, who is ordained over the affairs and is next unto us, shall all with their wives and children be utterly destroyed by the sword of their enemies, without all mercy and pity, the fourteenth day of the twelfth month of Adar of this present year, that they who of old and now also are malicious may in one day with violence go into the grave and so ever hereafter cause our affairs to be well settled and without trouble. Then Mordecai thought upon all the works of the Lord and made his prayer unto him, saying, O Lord, Lord, the King Almighty, for the whole world is in thy power. And if thou hast appointed to save Israel, there is no man that can gainsay thee. For thou hast made heaven and earth, and all the wondrous things under the heaven, 
Thou art Lord of all things, and there is no man that can resist thee, which art the Lord. Thou knowest all things, and thou knowest, Lord, that it was neither in contempt nor pride, nor for any desire of glory, that I did not bow down to proud Amen. For I could have been content with goodwill for the salvation of Israel to kiss the sole of his feet. But I did this that I might not prefer the glory of man above the glory of God. Neither will I worship any but thee, O God, neither will I do it in pride. And now, O Lord God and King, spare thy people. For their eyes are upon us to bring us to naught. Yea, they desire to destroy the inheritance that have been thine from the beginning. Despise not the portion which thou hast delivered out of Egypt for thy own self. Hear my prayer and be merciful unto thy inheritance. Turn our sorrow into joy that we may live, O Lord, and praise thy name. And destroy not the mouths of them that praise thee, O Lord. All Israel in like manner cried most earnestly unto the Lord, because their death was before their eyes. Chapter 14, verse 1. Queen Esther also, being in fear of death, resorted unto the Lord, and laid away her glorious apparel, and put on the garments of anguish and mourning. And instead of precious ointments, she covered her head with ashes and dung. And she humbled her body greatly. In all the places of her joy, she filled with her torn hair. And she prayed unto the Lord God of Israel, saying, O my Lord, thou only art our king. Help me, desolate woman which have no helper but thee. For my danger is in my hand. From my youth up, I have heard in the tribe of my family that thou, O Lord, tookest Israel from among all people and our fathers from all their predecessors for a perpetual inheritance. And thou hast performed whatsoever thou didst promise them. And now we have sinned before thee. Therefore hast thou given us into the hands of our enemies, because we worship their gods. O Lord, thou art righteous. Nevertheless, it satisfies them not that we are in bitter captivity, but they have stricken hands with their idols, that they will abolish the thing that thou with thy mouth hast ordained and destroy thy inheritance and stop the mouth of them that praise thee and quench the glory of thy house and thy altar and open the mouth of the heathen to set forth the praises of the idols and to magnify a fleshly king forever. O Lord, give not thy scepter unto them that be nothing and let them not laugh at our fall, but turn their device upon themselves and make him an example that have begun this against us. Remember, O Lord, make thyself known in time of our affliction and give me boldness, O King of the nations, 
and Lord of all power. Give me eloquent speech in my mouth before the lion. Turn his heart to hate him that fighteth against us, that there may be an end of him and of all that are like-minded to him. But deliver us with thy hand and help me that am desolate and which have no other helper but thee. Thou knowest all things, O Lord, Thou knowest that I hate the glory of the unrighteous and abhor the bed of the uncircumcised and of all the heathen. Thou knowest my necessity, for I abhor the sign of my high estate, which is upon my head in the days wherein I show myself, and that I abhor it as a mistress rag, and that I wear it not when I am private by myself, and that thy handmaid have not eaten at Amon's table, and that I have not greatly esteemed the king's feast, nor drunk the wine of the drinking offerings. Neither had thy handmaid any joy since the day that I was brought hither to this present. But in thee, O Lord God of Abraham, O mighty God above all, Hear the voice of the forlorn and deliver us out of the hand of the mischievous and deliver me out of my fear. Chapter 15, verse 1. And upon the third day, when she had ended her prayer, she laid away her mourning garments and put on her glorious apparel. And being gloriously adorned after she had called upon God, who is the beholder and savior of all things, she took two maids with her, and upon the one she leaned, as carrying herself daintily, and the other followed, bearing up her train. And she was ready through the perfection of her beauty, and her countenance was cheerful and very amiable, but her heart was in anguish for fear. Then having passed through all the doors, she stood before the king, who sat upon his royal throne and was clothed with all his robes of majesty, all glittering with gold and precious stones, and he was very dreadful. Then lifting up his countenance that shone with majesty, he looked very fiercely upon her, and the queen fell down and was pale and fainted and bowed herself upon the head of her maid that went before her. Then God changed the spirit of the king into mountains, who in a fear, fear leaped from his throne and took her in his arms till she came to herself again and comforted her with loving words and said unto her, Esther, what is the matter? I am thy brother, be of good cheer. Thou shalt not die, though our commandment be general. Come near. And so he held up his gold scepter and laid it upon her neck and embraced her and said, Speak unto me. Then said she unto him, I saw thee, my Lord, as an angel of God, and my heart was troubled for fear of thy majesty. For wonderful art thou, Lord, and thy countenance is full of grace. And as she was speaking, she fell down for faintness. 
Then the king was troubled and all his servants comforted. Chapter 16, verse 1. The great king Xerxes unto the prince and governors of 170 and 20 provinces from India unto Ethiopia and unto all our faithful subjects greeting. Many the more often they are honored with great bounty of their gracious princes, the more proud they are waxing. The endeavor to hurt not our subjects only, but not being able to bear abundance, do take in hand to practice also against those that do them good. And take not only thankfulness away from among men, but also lifted up with glorious words of lewd persons that were never good. They think to escape the justice of God that seeth all things and hateth evil. Oftentimes also fair speech of those that are put in trust to manage their friends' affairs have caused many that are in authority to be partakers of innocent blood and have enwrapped them in remediless calamities, beguiling with the falsehood and deceit of their lewd disposition, the innocency and goodness of princes. Now ye may see this as we have declared, not so much by ancient histories as ye may. If ye search what have been wickedly done of late through the pestilent behavior of them that are unworthily placed in authority, and we must take care for the time to come that our kingdom may be quiet and peaceable for all men, both by changing our purposes and always judging things that are evident with more equal proceedings. For Amon, a Macedonian, the son of Amadoth, being indeed a stranger from the Persian blood and far distant from our goodness, and as a stranger received of us, has so far forth obtained the favor that we show toward every nation as that he was called our father and was continually honored of all men as the next person unto the king. But he, not bearing his great dignity, went about to deprive us of our kingdom and life, having by many fold and cunning deceits sought of us the destruction as well of Mordecai, who saved our life and continually procured our good, as also of blameless Esther, partaker of our kingdom with their whole nation. For by these means he thought, finding us destitute of friends, to have translated the kingdom of Persians to the Macedonians. But we find that the Jews, whom this wicked wretch have delivered to other destruction, are no evildoers, but live by most just laws, and that they be children of the Most High and most mightily living God, who have ordered the kingdom both to us and to our progenitors in the most excellent manner, 
Wherefore, ye shall do well not to put in execution the letter sent unto you by Amon, the son of Ammonath. For he that was the worker of these things is hanged at the gates of Susa with all his family. God who ruleth all things speedily rendering vengeance to him according to his deceits. Therefore ye shall publish the copy of this letter in all places that the Jews may freely live after their own laws. And ye shall aid them that even the same day being the 13th day of the 12th month of Dar that they may be avenged on them who in time of their affliction should set upon them. For Almighty God have turned to joy unto them the day wherein the chosen people should have perished. Ye shall therefore among your solemn feasts keep it a high day with all feasting, that both now and hereafter there may be safety to us and the well-affected Persians, but to those who do conspire against us a memorial of destruction. Therefore, every city and country, whatsoever shall not do according to these things, shall be destroyed without mercy with fire and sword, and shall be made not only unpassable for men, but also most hateful to wild beasts and fowls forever. 